understand better now here on my knees. Certainly that is a true statement uh, for myself. And not only do I understand, not only can I see better now, but I can also hear a lot clearer when I'm on my knees. I want to thank you for joining us on this fourth day of February. That's February 2021. You're listening to Cornerstone uh, Apostolic Church. Um, and so I want to thank you again for tuning in to us. This is a Sunday morning live um, SML inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. If you if you go to iHeart or Google a podcast or Amazon podcast and you type in SML inside the pages, it will bring up our uh, our service. And so I want to thank you for joining in with us, uh, you know, and blessing us with your presence. Uh, certainly it is a blessing to be thought about and my prayers and thoughts are with you as well. Those of you that are near, those of you that are far, certainly when I pray, I ask the Lord to remember those that are listening and those that are applying the word of God to their lives. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore we are faithful, we're bold with the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, there comes a time in your life where you realize that you have to, you put away childish things and you start doing those things that are right. And we can go to school, we can become educated, we can work on job for years, you know, but with all of that, with all of that, without Christ, it means nothing. You know, when we apply him and we start facing opposition and life challenges uh, by obedience to the word of God, it makes a difference. If you desire to be saved and are looking for a church home or ministry and growth, want to invite you to join us and and by all means, let God be God. That's what we want. We want God to be God. We don't want to talk about him, what he can do. No, we want to experience it. We want to encounter it. We want the Lord to be who he wants to be and who he already is. And that is sovereign God. We're taking this year with purpose. I hope you have some type of vision in your mind where you see yourself, you know, see yourself accomplishing some things naturally. Uh, and you ought to see yourself spiritually as well. You know, the Bible lets us know that where there's no vision, the people perish. So you ought to have a vision for yourself. You ought to have a vision about where you are in your home, what you're doing in your life, you know, as well as your soul salvation. Um, I think about this and, you know, to take means to lay hold on something and to move it to a particular place. And you might even use some force to do it. And that's all right, as long as it lines up with God's word. We're in the book of Acts. We're going into the 14th chapter. If you missed any part of the uh, any of the messages, you can go to our website, connectingtruth.org. Click the link, God on Demand. And there is an archive of messages there that um, I'm sure there's something there that you will listen to, that you will hear, that will bless your soul. In the 14th chapter of Acts, the 14th chapter of Acts, the Bible tells us, and 
when the people saw what Paul had done, this is beginning at the 11th verse, when, and when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laconia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and they called Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Then the priests of Jupiter, which was before the city, uh, brought ox garland into the gates and would have sacrificed with the people, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they went their clothes, they tore their clothes off and ran in among the people crying out and saying, sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passion with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which have made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in time past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nonetheless, he left not uh, himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, fulfilling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, uh, scarce restrained, they, they barely was able to restrain the people that had uh, not done sacrifice unto them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will bless your word, Lord God, those that are listening, those that will uh, be listening later. Lord God, season our hearts with your grace. Bless your word to fall upon good ground and to bring forth the fruit that you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Acts, as we have been in, um, is the second epistle of Luke. And Luke is... Um, one of my favorite writers, uh, disciple of Christ. He was professionally, he was a doctor and he chose to investigate what happened. And with the investigation that he did, you know, he was, he was an inside reporter. He was sharing that information with a, a gentleman by the name of Theophilus. Not much is known about him, except that he wanted to make sure that Theophilus understood and could live with assurance that Jesus saves and that the things that was presented was true. You know, you ought to live in, in such a way that you can be an example to someone else. And when we talk about being an example, I'm not talking about you being all excited about God today and telling folks about him today and then tomorrow can't find you. Tomorrow they, they come to visit the service and you know where to be found. You know, when we talk about uh, being an example, it, it's uh, it's something that we're consistent. You know, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to have some tenacity. You're going to have to be consistent. And so uh, uh, Luke uh, was with Paul. He was with Barnabas and he was taking notes and, uh, and writing down and reporting what was going on. Now, uh, they stopped and because uh, and and wanted to worship Barnabas and Paul. You know, they said that these, the, the gods are here. And 
Barnabas and Paul was like, nope, uh-uh, no, man, no, 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 no. We're, we're, just, we're just mortal men. We're merely men just like you and I. And so there are many gods, but only one God who is sovereign. You know, people make gods. People have taken uh, the, the season, the holiday seasons, and have turned them into shrines of worship. Um, and then when the season is over, they, it's all, that's it, game over. Uh, but uh, sovereign, God is sovereign, so we worship him all year round. Sovereign means uh, he is dominant, he's supreme. He has complete power and authority, and it doesn't cease. We're not talking about theology. We're not talking about uh, philosophy, psychology, or anything like that. We're talking about divine power, divine intervention that is holding the elements together right now. Uh, we're not talking about a statue that had been carved out of wood, you know. Um, so we're not talking about Hinduism. We're not talking about Buddhism. We're not talking about feng shui and all of that. You know, those are things that people have made up. Those are things that have been influenced by the work of the enemy. You know, dig a stone up, you know, polish it up. You got a crystal around your neck and it's going to bring you good fortune and all of that kind of stuff. No. You did more work, the individual that, that you bought it from or the individual that that uh, it was purchased from did uh, bought it from a manufacturer and they did more work than anybody. So I think the statues, the rocks and all of that should probably be worshiping the person. However, since they have no eyes, no true ears or anything like that, they're not really alive, then it's just a symbol of something. And that's what Paul and Barnabas and Luke uh, ran into. Uh, there are many gods, but they're none sovereign like our God. He has the power and authority. The Bible tells us in Genesis that Abram, that when he was turn, returning back from a war, he had been fighting and he yet received the victory. I believe it's a uh, Colmar uh, that they were fighting with those kings uh, with him and the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shav. That is the valley of the kings. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought bread and wine. Now, Melchizedek was not only the king of Salem, but he was also the priest of the Most High. So, for you know, in our day and time, they say state and religion don't belong together. But when we enter into the kingdom of God, it does. When we're caught up, and we're in the kingdom of God, there's not going to be a, a democratic society. There's not going to be Republicans and liberals or anything like that. It's the kingdom of God. He reigns. And, and so Melchizedek blessed him and said, blessed be Abram by God most high, most high God, no matter what others were serving, uh, the recognition is on God most high maker of heaven and earth and blessed be god most high who delivered your enemies into your hand if you want your enemies delivered into your hand and uh, then it, it comes from the power of god and you know and there, the whole thing about that is not us wishing bad upon anybody uh, he said he'll make a table before our enemies he'll set up a spread for us God knows just what to do, and he'll take an enemy and turn him into a friend. And so uh, God's personal testimony 
to Isaiah was this. Thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. So let's see. That would be anything, any person that's good. He gave breath to them and the spirit that walks up, that is in them. Uh, that includes the bad, what we might consider bad. It includes the ugly. And some of us was, was, was uh, I don't know if we were ever good when we left the womb and after we started the age, we became bad and ugly. But God turned all that around. And so uh, with every, in every proclamation, every proclaimed religion, that claim to be anything, whether it's ceramic, metal, crystal, wood, you know, uh, listen, God is the one that gives breath unto the people and the spirit to them that walk therein. He's God. And so nothing else is superior to him. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So Paul and uh, Barnabas and Luke, uh, and all of those that may have been accompanying them when they were separated to go on this evangelistic mission understood that. They understood that, that he's Lord and he's not going to give uh, to a, his praise or his glory to a graven image and certainly not to any man. We're men, we're just people. And so that's all we are. We're merely men. And that includes women. You know, we're just human beings. And so Barnabas and Paul understood who God is and what he can do and that he will not give. Can't place enough emphasis on that because that has gotten people in trouble. Peter would have been, was arrested, thrown in jail and would have been offered up on Easter day. So Easter had proceed, proceeds uh, uh, Christ. It was already a holiday was established and they were going to offer up Peter on that day. And the Lord loosed him. However, the king, um, uh, since this was now done, he was given a speech. He stepped out in his shimmering garments and looking all magnificent and everything. And the people said he's a he, he talks like a God. They began to recognize and reference him. And instead of him taking that and sending it off to above, he began to absorb it. And the angel of the Lord struck him down, you know. And so God does not and give his glory to anybody. And that's something that, uh, that we as ministers must understand. However, the people of, of Laconia did not know God like Barnabas and Paul did. The people of Laconia would not have been in trouble, whereas Paul and Barnabas would have insulted God by not doing anything. If they would have just let the people continue to chant, 
and to recognize them and, and absorb it and swallow it up, you know, um, they would have been in trouble. They would have been in some serious trouble, but they did everything within their power to point the people, to stop the people from doing that. Now, as ambassadors for Christ, we represent the kingdom of God, not ourselves. We represent the kingdom of God. And so the Bible tells us in, first, in 2 Corinthians 4, 5 through 7, it says, for we preach not ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not preaching myself, preaching Christ, and, and that's it. Not preaching uh, anything else, but preaching Christ. Uh, we, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. That's what we are, servants for the Lord's sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, as ambassadors for Christ, as ministers, certainly as ministers, we're servants, not we're servants to God and we're servants to the people. And uh, and so if it wasn't for God that took the, the, you know, the individual, no matter what they were involved in, no matter what shenanigans was going on and save them, if it wasn't for God to shine his, the commanded the light to shine out of darkness, you know, to illuminate us, to give us an understanding of who he was, that, uh, that it changed our lives and turned us around, where would we be? You know, we would, we would just be messed up. But God, God made the difference. And he has shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of his glory uh, through his word, through his word. And so, and not only that, but he poured something into us, each one of us that the Lord has called. Uh, there are many gifts and the Lord has given us. So he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that we have the excellency of the power uh, may be of God and not of us. We have these gifts. We have the word in us. Uh, some have the gift of faith. Some have the gift of knowledge. Some have the gift of wisdom. Uh, certainly the Lord did not save you and, and then leave you. There's an investment that he made in each one of us. And so it, the glory belongs to him. Now, when the people of uh, Laconia uh, thought Barnabas and Paul were gods come down, they let them know, we are just men, but we know the true and the living God. And that's what we're pointing people to even today is the true and living God. There are those that did not, and, and when the church, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, how do I say this? There are those that uh, did not, and when the church is caught up, they're going to be, uh, they're going to remain because they took God's glory. Uh, those that did not give him the glory, those that took his glory for themselves because they enjoyed the people's recognition and praise when it should have been directed to God. You know, um, it, it's humbling for God to use you. It's not something that lifts you that makes you walk with pride. 
you know, holding your head up like, hey, I'm somebody, you know, I, I done done it all. I've arrived. No, none of us have arrived. None of us have made it in. And so we're supposed to walk humbly knowing that this is God's work. And he's the one that's doing, he's the one that's actually doing all the work. You never healed anybody before. You didn't have no power. You didn't have no authority. You, we go to the doctors and the doctors have certificates. They have degrees that plainly says practicing medicine. They're reading information that has been handed down from generation to generation, you know, to practice what they think might help because of, they're following the symptoms, the signs, and they're paying attention to different things, to the details of what may be occurring, but they don't always know based off of that information. A couple of years ago, I went into the hospital. It was a Saturday. I wasn't feeling well, not sure what was going on. I went to the hospital. I drove myself to the hospital and they, they um, immediately admitted me. This was March a couple of years ago. And my temperature was up. They couldn't bring it down. My blood pressure was up and they checked me for, they, they did x-rays. They did, uh, they put me in that giant metal tube and the MIR, whatever you call it, you know, they did, um, they did next x-rays. They checked all my arteries. They gave me a stress test and everything. And it was fine. They saw no clog. I walked out of there with a perfect bill of health. And the doctor said, he stood by my bedside and said, we don't know. We don't know. But, you know, I realized that there were some things on my mind. There, Some things impact us just from thought. Just from the thought of it can have an impact on you. And so as I was there and I was waiting for a stress test, um, I, I told them I was feeling a little warm and can I stand up for a moment? Can I have some water? And before I knew it, uh, I was out. My blood pressure had dropped. Uh, they couldn't get that back up and they was racing me down the hall and all of a sudden I revived. And so, you know, again, they said they did not know. The doctors don't know everything. Thank God that there are doctors that are praying. There are nurses that are actually praying. There are people uh, in the medical field that realize we're complicated. We're, as David said, we're wonderfully made. God made us. And by the grace of God, they're able to determine and see certain things. And so um, the Bible, if it wasn't for the Lord, Matthew 7 and 22 and 23 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in your name? Look, we've been prophesied. I'm prophet um, Ralph. I'm prophet, uh, uh, you know, um, just whatever name, you know, people make up and get themselves different names. And uh, some have even given themselves names that they weren't born with. But uh, I'm, I'm a prophet, you know, and people get caught up on that word that when you say prophet, uh, but listen, the Bible is a book of prophecy. And if you follow what the word of God is saying, you will. There are prophecies of, of, in the word of God that's going to fulfill. There's prophecies that, that's going to fulfill if you're in his positive on the positive side. And there are things that's going to fulfill that are positive to God because it's his word. 
but it's going to have an, an impact on you that you don't want. And so you want to line up with the word of God and not be like these people that I'm getting ready to describe. Lord, we've not have we not prophesied in your name and in our name we cast out devils. Look at this miracles. Look at the, the work. And in thy name, we've done wonderful works. And then he said, I'm going to profess unto them. I never knew you depart from me. You workers of iniquity. See, they didn't actually give God any glory. They were they were not following his word. They weren't like Paul and, and Barnabas uh, who yield and humbled themselves. They uh, unto the power of God as servants of the Lord. They were caught up in the fact that there were gifts working. They had totally forgot about the, the word of God and, and uh, that gifts and callings are without repentance. A person may have never repented of their sins, but yet there had been a calling and a gift that was stored in their life. And they may realize that that gift is there and allow it to work sometime. It's not forbidden. However, they never presented their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And he's going to uh, tell them, I don't know you. Jesus made it very clear that praise belongs to God and God alone. How do we give him praise? Through a life that is holy, a life that is sanctified. What does the word of God say? Be ye holy for I am holy. That's the commandment of the Lord. And so we don't deviate and should not deviate from that. The Bible says and when they, the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in a speech of Laconia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Now, Laconia was a large city, a large region in the Asia in Asia Minor. You know, remember they were there uh, and as they passed through um, uh, Lystra, on the road to Lystra, you know, uh, something happened and we'll, we'll mention that in just a moment here. But the people of Laconia, were, uh, like many today, follow false religions. They, they follow Greek mythology and they witness, uh, they witness the healing of the lame man. The, the lame man was beside the road outside the uh, Lystra, um, which is connected to where they were. And this was a healing that was never seen before. Remember, Barnabas and Paul were representing and preaching Jesus Christ. You know, um, sometimes we have altar calls, you know, there's a situation, you know, let's come down to the altar and pray about it. But the truth is, is that uh, you can be healed while the word of God is yet being proclaimed. And we read that in the scripture, not only in the scripture, but uh, that has been manifested even uh, from what I know of and from what I have seen uh, during my little, my little life. And so, um, uh, they had never witnessed this before, but it was through the preaching of Jesus Christ. Peter was preaching and the Holy ghost fell upon Cornelius and, uh, and those that was there waiting and with hungry and thirsty for righteousness and the Holy ghost fell upon them. Uh, and so healing fell upon this man that was lame from his mother's womb. The Bible said a certain man, a certain man like you and I, crippled from birth, heard Paul speak and received a miracle, a miracle from the hearing of God's word. The man's faith was triggered into action because he heard more than a sound. He heard a distinct sound. 
that was that caused him to stand upright, leap up, and walk. None of the Greek mythologies presented healing or, or healed this man that had been lame since he was born. Everything that was presented, no matter what these people talked about in that city, uh, as they passed along a Greek mythology, it did not impact this man until he heard the word of God. Are you presenting the word of God? What are you talking about today? We're talking about Jesus Christ. Have you told anyone about Christ? You know, listen, this man was healed because he heard about God. He heard what God could do and it impacted him. And, you know, so many, and I, I, talk, I talked about this on, on the other night and I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself, but, but you need to hear. And I don't mean just hear sound either. The 12th verse says, and they called Barnabas, Jupiter, and Paul, um, Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. Now, it's obvious the people of Lystra did not hear the same thing that the lame man heard. That's what makes the difference. What are you hearing? My God, what are you hearing? Are you listening to the sound? What you think is preaching? Are you listening? Or are you getting... Or do you understand that there is a distinct sound that you're really listening for? A distinct sound. Now, I'm, I'll be dealing with the part two of that on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Um, because we talk, started uh, talking about this on Tuesday uh, in, in Bible class. I left from Ezekiel just for that moment, just until next Tuesday, because it was pressed upon me that we're in a season. We're in a season to listen. And we're not just listening for any noise, but there is a distinct sound that we need to hear. And I'll talk more about that on Sunday morning. The Lord say the same. And I believe he is. And so uh, they begin referring to Barnabas as Jupiter and Paul as, as Mercury. And bless you, Jesus. And so uh, uh, in Greek mythology, Jupiter was the day or sky god in Mercus is the God of commerce, but from what we read in the, in the word of God, he created heaven and earth. Uh, the cattle on a, a thousand hills belong to him. So that would really um, place a big void, you know, upon what they believe. But uh, when you haven't been taught, when you haven't been exposed to anything else, you know, but when, when you have, Though they had not been exposed to anything as strongly as this. And so uh, besides the images, the images that was made by the imagination of men, they had never seen a manifestation of the true and living God. And now they have. Even the European image of Jesus used to manipulate the hearts of men is a misrepresentation of what is real. The Bible tells us in John 4 and 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him, you and I, uh, must worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship God in spirit and in truth because he is a spirit and we are spirit men, trichotomy, uh, body, soul, and spirit. That's what we are. That's what we are. And, and so we must deal with the truth of things, not the manipulation uh, that have been passed down from generation, from generation, from generation, 
because that leaves us in bondage. That leaves us in a mental and uh, bondage, an emotional bondage. But when we, the Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. And so, uh, you know, um, uh, the light, the truth, the truth. And you go back, uh, there's nothing hidden in the word of God. It's open and it lets us know what is really true. And um, and one of the things that is of truth is that we're not supposed to manipulate the word of God in order to control people. And so let, let's go on a little further. Uh, so for me, and I believe it's the same for you, is that every day I'm looking for the real, real. Uh, I'm looking for the real, real. I'm looking for what's real. That's what I'm looking for. When I pray, Lord, I'm, I want what's real. And, and it's not that he's denying anything or ever have, but I'm just saying I'm pouring my heart out. I want the real, real. I, I, you know, that's why I am. And, and I pray that you feel the same way. And, and so the Bible says, then the priest of Jupiter, which was before the city, their city brought oxen garland unto the gate and would have done sacrifice with the people, which when the apostle Barnab Barnabas and, and Paul and heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in there crying out to the people because they wanted to stop them. They took their clothes off, which is uh, uh, to make sure saying, sirs, why do you do these things? Don't do this. Look at us. We're just like you. We're also men of like passion with you. And we preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which have made heaven and earth and the sea and all things therein. Barnabas and Paul wanted to make sure uh, that, they, that, that they knew who the actual healer was. The one that does the impossible like save your soul should get the credit. Barnabas and Paul did not uh, embrace the glamour and take advantage of the people and the lack of their understanding, but try to enlighten them and point them in the right direction. And that's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'll continue to do. And that is to pour myself out so that he increase and point you in the right direction. The scripture says in the 16th verse, in time past, suffering all nations to walk in their own way. Now, before Christ, uh, people got away with some things. It was, let me, let me, let me change that. They didn't get away with it. Um, and it's not like today. Uh, but, and I say, I make that statement very lightly. Uh, and so uh, I shared this reality with a young man uh, just the other day. And I'm very serious about this. Don't play church. Don't play church. If you want to go to hell, get out of church. Don't get in nobody else's way. Don't don't allow the church to have a bad reputation because of your unfaithfulness, uh, because of your, you know, um, uh, look, uh, as the commercial say, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. And so uh, why grow up in church and then go to hell? Get out, get out, because you're going to wind up in the same place. But if you're going to be in the house of God, be real, give it your all. And, you know, this is not a. Uh, a, a um, a sprint, but it's a marathon. The scripture said the race is not given to the swift, neither to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. So we take our time day by day and serve the Lord in the beauty of holiness so that we don't go to hell, so that we don't uh, wind up being in hell and then cast into the lake of fire. 
be faithful to God. You know how to be faithful. We're faithful to our jobs. We don't make excuses for our jobs like we do church. I'm afraid that that someone's going to make it. They're making it. People have made and become so accustomed to excuses. You know, they're not rainproof. If it's raining, can't go to church. Cold outside, I can't go to church. But if it's raining, I'm at I'm at work. If it's cold, I'm at work. If I'm not feeling well, I go to work. You know, just all these different things that that. that uh, but but we say we love the Lord. Are we being fair to him? Barnabas and Paul was fair unto God. They believe that the word of God in its fullness. Do you believe the word of God in its entirety? Nonetheless, he left not himself without witness and that he did good and gave rain from heaven and fruitful seasons fulfilling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sins, they scarcely restrained the people that they that would have made sacrifices for them, would have treated them as God. Listen, Pastor Carl is just a brother like you. Uh, people at, hey, Brother Henderson, I don't get offended by that. I don't trip off of that. If I'm sitting in a service and no one does not recognize me, I don't get bent out of shape or anything like that. I'm good. I'm good because the one that I want to recognize me is the same one that I want to say, that I want to hear say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, a few things. That That's, that's it. That's what I need to hear. And so with that being said, I hope you feel the same way. If you haven't felt that way and haven't thought about that, then start thinking about it. You know, it's about God. It's about his glory. And the Holy Ghost, as the, as the Lord had poured out his spirit, uh, the Apostle uh, Paul and Barnabas and all, being filled with the Holy Ghost are now out ministering the word of God. They are allowing God to be God. There, that's what they're doing. And so I, I'm, I'm through. I'm going to stop with that. I just want to remind you that if you, uh, those cornerstone, you know, you're consecrating until the February 28th, you surrender and giving up something unto the Lord, you know, and let's be faithful to our commitment. Let's keep our vows unto the Lord. And, um, you know, I've given up meat for, from February, from Mark, excuse me, from, from January 11th through the end of February, I've given up coffee, you know, and so I've had to be creative and, and thinking about what I'm going to eat and certainly making sure that I eat plenty of vegetables, you know, and just keeping my commitment unto the Lord. And I pray that you keep your commitment unto the Lord. If you don't have a fast day, get one. If you want to join us in the consecration to the end of February, do that. But let's keep God first. Let's keep him first. When we lay down at night, let's keep the Lord first. When we rise up in the morning, let's keep him first. Let him be what's on your mind. I pray that when you lay down this evening, that you lay down with the peace of God on your mind. And, and so uh, certainly I thank God for you that are listening. I thank God that those of you that will hear this later. Thank God for those that are on their way into the fold. Certainly praying for God's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Uh, you know, and during the consecration, don't forget to get into the book of Proverbs. Read the book of Proverbs 
uh, Bible tell us in all our getting, get an understanding. And I'm sure that you will be blessed. Listen, I'll be back on Sunday morning, as I said, to continue talking about this season, the season of listening. It's important that you know how to listen. And you're not, we're not just listening to anything. But we need to listen to what God wants us to hear. And that's going to take more than just the norm. And so with that being said, um, uh, be blessed. Be blessed. This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. And remember the songs featured are the respective property of our songstress the artists, and their producers. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful day. Whichever one is starting, whichever one is closing, be excited about the Lord. Amen.